I just want to thank the world for listening tonight on this edition of Branded After Dark. I am Branded alongside my beautiful host, Sweet Aaron. Sweet Aaron, what's up, baby? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And uh, I'm better than great, actually. It, it, it seemed like tonight it's like, you know, with, with the guest that we have on the line right now, I got to make sure I do justice by giving him a proper intro. And uh, I, I got to say, listening to a lot of Harold Melvin and the Blue, Blue Notes, uh, listening to a lot of Blue Notes music throughout my lifetime, um, you know, songs like this one right here, Hope That We Can Be Together Soon, so many other songs that's attached to so much rich history. Um, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to say welcome to this gentleman right here by the name of Jerry Cummings Live on Branded After Dark. Mr. Absolutely. Cummings. Absolutely. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. How I am you? Branded uh, and um, Sweet Ann. I'm honored to be a part of this radio um, broadcast and um, to be able to listen to the songs like Hope That We Can Be Together Soon, uh, which was the sleeper on the 2B2 album. Uh, when that song hit, it was like, you know, that was not the one that we were really looking at to be the big, the big hit. Right. But Sharon Page was a very unique uh, vocalist and um uh, she did an awesome job, an awesome job on that. Of course, Teddy and Harold did awesome jobs on that. And so to hear that coming over the airwaves now uh, brings back a lot of memories. Well, you know, Jerry, I got to tell you, that it's uh, music like that stays relevant. Things When you hear songs like that and, and, and you hear the soul not just coming from um, all parties involved, but, you know, it, it, it takes anybody back to a time where it's just, when you hear stuff, it's just honest. I mean, you know, that's just honest uh, situations, honest moments, honest things. When you, I mean, you, you kind of told us as far as, you know, your appreciation for still hearing songs like this and, and Wake Up and, and all these other tracks that you guys have had. I mean, do you still kind of take a, you know, step back and kind of have an out-of-body experience when you do hear people like myself tell you that, you know, this, this stuff will withstand the test of times from generations on in? Well, the music is timeless. It doesn't. You can't say it's old school because mm -hmm. there's no such thing as old school when it comes to this music. This music is a universal language. Um, you know, uh, there was a message in the music, and there still is a message in that music. And so I call it timeless. You know, even when I write and record now, which I started doing after 25 years, I wasn't in the studio, and all of a sudden I got the urge to go back in. I wanted to do something that was timeless, and love songs are timeless songs, you know. Uh, love is forever, you know. It doesn't have an ending, really, because somebody's always in love. Exactly. You know? and, so, and, 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 and the songs relate to somebody's experience. You know, hope that we can be together soon. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean that's being said every day over the phone. You know, that's being uh, emailed and typed every day. And uh, mm -hmm. so those words and that feeling and, you know, and um, people were in love, you know, and people are still falling in love again. And um, so I love hearing it. It brings back a lot of memories. Um, uh, yesterday I was with um, um, some gentlemen and they were, they liked the music from the 60s and the 70s and they mentioned a song called My Hero, which was done by the Blue Notes in the 50s. And uh, it was the first song that Harold Melvin taught me when he found me, was My Hero. And I said, that's the theme from the opera of the Chocolate Soldiers. I said, I sung that song at Carnegie Hall in 1975. And so, you know, when I hear people talking about the music that we did, um, it blesses me because I was young and I was traveling and I was meeting everybody that I wanted to meet. And uh, it was a dream come true, but I never, I never saw it almost 40 years later, you know, mm -hmm. at that time. And so when I hear it now, it, you know, I mean, it blesses me. Really, it really, it, it makes me feel good. Amen to that. Yes, absolutely. Karen, go ahead with your questions, huh? Oh, um... Well, um, tell us, tell us how, how, how Melvin found you. How did he find you? 
And how did you well, get um, started? Harold had, had a management company uh, called Harold Melvin Enterprises. And um, I met him one night in Washington, D.C. Um, as a matter of fact, the MC, uh, George, uh, saw me standing um, on a corner one night. I was just coming. I was downtown. I was dressed up. And he asked me, did I sing? And I told him, yeah, I sang. He said, um, he said, Harold um, is looking for a tenor. He needs a tenor for the group, you know. And so I said, well, um, I'd like him to meet my group. And so he met my group. He signed my group. And then he took me from my group and put me in the Blue Notes. And that's how it all got started. I opened up in London, England. I didn't even open up in the United States. Um, I opened in London, England and, um, and was, um, you know, the first gold album was to be true and um, of course I was a part of that and then the first platinum album was Wake Up Everybody I was a part of that but I was actually recording with Harold even before uh, I went to England I was recording with Harold oh, for wow. about a year uh, before I even went to England so uh, but I never saw 40 years later you know, I never realized but that. I was going to we ask were, you that. Did you did you realize did you realize how how big this was when? Yeah. You know, no, you never do. You, know. you never do when you're doing it. You, it's when you finish. You know, and then when you look back at it, and then you start hearing the stuff on the radio again, and um, then you start then you start looking at where you was. You know, where I was in, I was at um, you know, in San Francisco. You know, um, in Oakland, California, in the stadiums during the Cool Jazz Festival days, and you know, and to 90,000 people in the Houston Astrodome, um, Carnegie wow. Hall, Soul Train, you know, the Donna Shore Show, Mike Douglas Show, uh, Merv Griffin Show. You know, I mean, when you're doing it, you're always on the move, so you're not really paying any attention to it. Uh, right. I just recently saw. I just recently saw uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes on Soul Train with Richard Pryor. You know, we were doing Bad Luck, you know, and <laughs> I never saw that. I never saw that back then, you know. I never saw that in 1974, you know, but all of a sudden I'm looking at myself at 22 years old on, on YouTube on Soul Train with Richard Pryor. You know, it, blew my, it blows my mind, you know, and I could tell right, that, right. you know, I could tell that I was just really getting into the group thing and and so the next time we were on we wore powder blue and they had bad luck on there again and i could see how i had matured and how i had you know how i had grown you know over the time right. that i was with them so to be able to go back and look at it on youtube now you know almost 40 years later um, and then my children can look at it, and my grandchildren can look at it. And then I found an interview uh, with Jerry Cummings of the Blue Notes um, when I was 22, uh, a little two or three-minute interview, and, and actually my children found it, you know. And I come in, and they showed it to me, and I had never seen it, you know. So it's, um, this, this Internet is something. This internet, I'm telling you, this internet, this internet, you know, is is amazing, and um, and you know, it, it it has become a means of distributing, you know, and promoting, and you don't have to pay nobody to do it. You can actually do it yourself now. Absolutely. So, um, um, I was out of the business for 20, almost 25 years. I come back, they had Pro Tools, you know, Pro Tools, you know, what is that, you know, and so. The two-inch machines are gone, you know, and so um, it's amazing, and I kind of feel like I'm just getting started all over again now. See, that's always good right. when you can be able to have that that vibe, and especially it, it's, you know, I'm listening to you talk, and, and, and as humble as you sound and, and everything, I mean, to me, it, it's, you know, coming from, from a fan like myself, because I'm a fan first, you know, I, I've always I've always appreciated just the way that, you know, the the groups back in the day sounded because, you know, the Blue Nose didn't sound like, you know, the other the other groups that was out there, the Spinners, Four Tops, etc. I mean, you guys kinda had your own <laughs> your own thing. So when, when when you guys when you guys started touring and doing all this stuff in um in general, did you did you guys uh you know, get a lot of that good 
um, appreciation and vibes that that you know from other groups as well that was uh, in the in the record business at that time. Oh, definitely, the Temptations. Uh, we did tours with the Temptations. The Dramatics were good friends of ours. The Temptations were good friends of ours. You know, so we had a lot of groups. Uh, the Manhattans were good friends of ours. You know, so we had a lot of groups that we we did shows with. You know, that mm -hmm. we um, that we headlined. And um, and we got along good. We Eddie Kendricks, uh, you know, he hung out with us. Um, everybody, we just um, the, the dramatics. Uh, we were in London together uh, with another group called Hot Chocolate from London. And um, so we did. We we got along good, and we admired each other. You know, uh, we admired the other singers, you know, like Ron Banks of the Dramatics and mm -hmm. Eddie Kendricks of the Temptations. And, you know, we admired each other. We complimented each other. And so we were very unified as groups. Got you. Got you. Beautiful. Jerry Cummins is our guest on Branded After Dark. And, um, you, you know, with, with you being part of a, a very iconic group, you know, there there is, all, there is always, uh, you know, members such as yourself and, and of course, you know the late great ones like Teddy Pendergrass that 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 will always you know have a have a uh, you know place in everybody's heart. So um, give give the listeners out there a, a, a little bit of uh, you know how how Teddy P worked in the studio when you guys got together and did a, a lot of your stuff. Teddy Pendergrass to me was the greatest lead vocalist I had ever heard in my life. You know, first of all, uh, Teddy could tell a story. Uh, when he sang better than anybody I've heard. Um, he was so gifted. Um, he was, I mean, he was just extraordinarily gifted, uh, and, um, and he grew. I watched him grow. He grew. His confidence grew. Um, he was um, a wonderful artist. I mean, just wonderful. One of the, like I said, the greatest lead vocalist, the greatest lead vocal I ever heard was Bad Luck. I mean, you, I mean, if you really listen to him do that, he ad-libbed the whole last part of it. It was all ad-lib off the top of wow. his head. And, um, you know, no notes or nothing, just, just, just ad-libbing because he could tell a story. And to me, that's the greatest vocal I have ever heard in my life was Bad Luck. Uh, I was in the studio, just me, Teddy, and McFadden and Whitehead. McFadden and Whitehead wrote Bad Luck. And uh, just we were in the piano room when he was teaching it to Teddy. And we were putting the background together. And so I got to see, you know, to be with him through all of that. Teddy and I were very close, um, probably closer than the other Blue Notes because we were only a year apart. Uh, and everybody else was a little bit older than we were. Um, but um, when you talk about a great vocalist, I mean, that man was absolutely the greatest I have ever heard. Wow. Out of all the, out of all the artists that, that you, throughout the years, have been able to work with, who do you think was, you know, you know outside, outside of your group? Like, who, who has, has had the most inspiration to you? Oh, of course, Eddie Kendricks. You know, Eddie Kendricks inspired me, of course, before I even uh, knew anything about uh, Harold Melvin. Uh, Eddie Kendricks from high school um, was my inspiration, you know. And um, um, another great one that inspired me, uh, of course, was Barry White uh, because of his mm -hmm. um, string arrangements and horn arrangements and orchestration. Um, Barry White was like an idol. Uh, one of my idols, and now that I'm doing music again, I, I use real violins and I use horns, and um, because that's the, that's where I come from, you know. But mm -hmm. Eddie Kendricks, um, one of the greatest, um, purest tenors I've ever heard. Um, Barry White, uh, when it comes to maestro arrangements, uh, music, uh, one of the greatest. I, 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 He'll always be the greatest, um, and Eddie will always be the greatest. Also, let me give a shout-out to Kevin Gray, who, who contacted me so that we could hook all of this up. I know he's Absolutely. listening, and I just want to give a shout-out to Kevin. Absolutely. We let me, let me ask we you. We Kevin. No doubt. Let me ask you this. Well, actually, it's not really a question, but if I say this phrase, you can let me know if it actually rings true or not. 
Um, you know, you know how they say that, you know, they they don't make good groups, good soul groups like they used to. You, do you think that's true? No, I don't. Um, well, boys to men, you know, they came out of Philadelphia, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I remember I was in a studio, uh, just visiting a studio about three years ago, and Wanye from Boys to Men was in the studio, and I was telling him that I was so proud of the work that they had been doing and how they had brought back the sound of group that could sing like from the soul. And Wanya looked at me, he said, I don't know why you thinking me, he said, You the pioneer, you know, he said, We followed your steps, you know, and I'm saying and I'm and I'm I'm like I'm like blown away that he say that, you know, that he would say that to me, you know. Uh, but they were watching us, you know, they were listening to us. And so when Boys to Men came out and they were and they were from Philadelphia where we actually recorded at, of course, um, I didn't realize that they were watching us. You know, so Boys to Men um, is a great, uh, great group, great singers, um, very um, versatile. All of them can lead, um, and I really admire their, I really admire their gifts. I have, I have a, a group that I that I'd like to mention that, and and get your opinion on and 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 everything. How do you feel about about New Edition? They're coming up on their their thirtieth anniversary. Well, again, they were about. okay. Yeah, New Edition again. Watch the watch the groups like I'm talking about, like the Blue Notes, like the OJ's, mm-hmm. um, the groups from that time, and they pattern their harmonies and everything after 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 those groups. You know, we kind of like set a pattern, you know, for the right. younger groups right. to look at because their parents played our music. You know, their oh, boys, I mean, boys to men and new edition parents played our music. So therefore, they were always listening to the harmonies and they watching the steps, the choreographies, and uh, so they a lot of them patterned themselves after what we had, you know, what we had done. Um, but um, New Edition, great, great singers, Johnny Gill came out of there. Of course, Bobby Brown comes out of there. A lot of great singers. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like, uh, especially nowadays, because groups. As you well know, when you look at just the way that music has has been so far um, throughout this decade, um, do you feel like the groups are kind of uh, extinct now? Because you don't really you don't really hear too much from you know, say for instance, a, a, a new group that might be somewhere that we may not know. Are they running its course, so to speak, or is there still some hope that we can be able to get good groups? Um, to be able to, uh, you know, start over, uh, start this whole drive over again. It would be, it would have to be like, you know, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, because the groups now didn't come up, or they're not coming up like we did. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. have vocal coaches. You know, um, we uh, didn't have uh, um, companies uh, uh, backing us. You know, like now it's more of some. Um, a branding by some company, you know, um, backing them. We didn't have all of that. Right. Um, they, um, I don't, I don't think, I think that the era that we came through, um, it's just, it's, it's an era that will last forever, you know, and people will always go back and listen to the sound of the 70s. The world has changed. Everything mm-hmm. has changed. Music has changed. Um, um, the branding of the music has changed. So I don't think that, uh, I think what we created in the 70s was for that era, was for that time, and because it is timeless, you know, people will always listen to that music. I was watching uh, the BET Awards, and they were doing one year, and they were honoring Earth, Wind, and Fire. And um, i never forget this because all of the, rappers and, you know, the hip-hops were sitting in the audience watching Earth, Wind, and Fire on stage, and they were actually playing their instruments, you know, and they were singing. And and when they showed the audience, the rappers and the, and the hip-hoppers were, had their mouths open. It was, it was astonished because they had never heard anything like that. You know, it was like, it was almost like they were looking at God almost, you know, because they had never seen anything like that. 
you know, because they're using okay. you know, mechanical instruments and they're using computers and, you know, and here they saw a band like Earth, Wind & Fire playing their horns and drums and guitars and singing and, you know, and so after they went off, they could have just stopped the show. They could have just went off. They could have just had a commercial and say, we'll see y'all the next year, you know. Right. Because and I was and I was I was blown away watching them, you know, because again Maurice White and I were friends and um um and uh, you know, and I followed them and listened to them when they did the when they produced emotions and you know, and so that era, the seventies, will be around forever. As long as forever he is. It will be here forever. There's more, there was more, I don't know, um, raw talent back then, I guess you could say. And it wasn't so much, wasn't, you know, manufactured, so to speak. Right. And we were hungry. I mean, you know, that, you know, that was our dream. You know, that was our dream as right. children. That was our dream, you know, to get to that point, to be able to do Soul Train, to be able to do the Midnight Special and the Dinosaur Show. That was our dream, to be able. I never yeah. thought about a gold album. I mean, that wasn't even in my mind, you know. And mm -hmm. then when Harold told me that, you know, he said, baby, we had a gold album. To be true, we go. I said, what? He said, yeah, you're gonna, we're going to Canada, <laughs> and uh, we're going to pick up our gold albums at the CBS convention. And, and that's where I met Maurice White at, Earth, Wind & Fire, you know. Um, so, you know, and I'm 22, 23 years old, and all of this is happening, and I'm just flowing with it, you know. Um, right. So I just, I just want to say that that music is timeless. And um, and what I'm recording now, I believe that one day it'll be it'll be it'll be considered timeless because Amen I came from that era. Amen that to era. that. No doubt, and Jerry you know, Cummings, you know, Blue Notes icon, is our guest on Branded After Dark. And since you talked about the new music, now now that we have, I mean, we, I, I have a couple of tracks, and, and I think we should we should kind of kickstart one to talk about what are some of the things you're actually doing right now. So I'm going to play a track. <laughs> Um, that that you gave me nothing compares to you. Um, oh, let wow. the listeners know a little bit about that, and and before we play this, yeah, no one compares to you. Um, you know, um, it's it's about you know the feeling that one would have towards a person. You know, it actually it actually started out to be like. Um, um, contemporary gospel song, but then when I begin to really listen to it, you know, it can be that or it can be a woman, you know, that you're singing to, you know, uh, that there's no one that can compare to her. And um, and that's how it, it came about, you know. Um, um, it's a beautiful song. Um, I didn't know that I could still sing like that, you know. <laughs> I thought that, you know, after, after you know, after... 30-some years, you know, and I hadn't been singing. And um, and Bobby Eli, I, I recorded at Bobby Eli's studio in Philadelphia. Bobby Eli, great guitar player. Um, and and when he heard it, you know, he, he recorded Stylistics. He recorded mm -hmm. Blue Magic, the Delphonics. So he was used to working with tenors. And, um, and Bobby said, man, he said, this is beautiful. He said, I love it, you know. And he even played the guitar on the song. I use real violins, and um, and it's just a beautiful song. I just hope everyone can be able to catch it, you know, because it is it's a wonderful song. I enjoy singing it. I enjoy listening to it, and this is the first time really America is about to hear, you know, because it's it's been taken off over in Europe. But okay. this is one of the first times. You'll be one of the first to break it in America. Well, you know what? It's an honor to be able to break it on Branded After Dark. And before I play this, Come on, Jerry. You know you 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 can be removed from music, but you once you got it, you got it, and well, no, one can, no one can take that away, right? <laughs> I never thought I never thought about it, but people people were telling me over the years. You know, people were telling me over the years, man, you need to sing, especially Richie Hawsley out of Philadelphia. He was saying, man, uh -huh. you need to be singing, you know. Uh -huh. But I would sing a little bit around the house and stuff. He said, man, you still got it, you know. And then, but I never, you know, I thought I was retired, you know. I said, well, I'm retired, you know, I'm, you know, I've done that, I've done that, you know, I got three gold, two platinum albums, you know, so I'm, I'm you know, and then all of a sudden, last year, I got the bug again, and, um, and I went in the studio, and, and um, I started recording uh, 
no one compares to you and oh what a woman and and then it just sounded good to me I said this is pretty good stuff you know and um, so I'm trusting that the people will grab a hold of it and go to CD Baby and download it and get it and support it and you know join me on Facebook and uh, let's just go for it. let's just go for it. There we go and we're gonna go ahead and I'm play this right here now. right now. <laughs> Jerry Cummins, Blue Note Icon. Hey, it's premiered right here in the States for the very first time on Branded After Dark. Here goes another brand new banger. Brand new! You can only get it right here first. Brandon with the guest of honor and uh so many people listening 
and I, I got to tell you, this is, you know, it, it brings, I mean, even though it's a new song, it, it just, the, just the vibe of it is just real traditional. I love, yeah. I love those yeah. kind of sounds. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, hats off to Carol you. Carol Melvin, Carol Melvin would really love to, he would be proud of that because um, he worked with me um, so many hours um, teaching me how to ride tracks and, you know, and when I listen to that, it's almost like um, I have to give honor to my teacher, you know, Harold Melvin. Um, he also, a lot of people don't know, but he he um, he also trained Teddy Pendergrass. You know, he taught Teddy how to how to stand and how to uh, how to breathe. And you know, um, Teddy had recorded prior to coming into the Blue Notes. You know, Teddy one Teddy one time was a drummer for the Blue Notes, but he had also recorded and his first recording didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And when Harold got him and began to work with him, um, then you saw, you heard Teddy Pendergrass and you heard him grow um, from the early days to when he went on his own. Um, but Harold used to work with me on riding tracks, you know, ride the track, Jerry, ride the track, you know, and he would show me how to do it. Uh, at one time, Harold had that same kind of tenor voice, um, you know, but over the years he lost it. But he was, able, he was able to teach me how to breathe and, you know, how to lay back and, you know, how to sing. So I listen to that now. And even though I hadn't sang in 25 years, um, but when I listen to that now, I keep seeing him. I keep seeing Harold Melvin. He was a one-of-a-kind teacher. Um, he was the greatest teacher probably that anyone could ever have. And uh, Showman, you know, he was, a, he was like a black Frank Sinatra. Um, but he was a great teacher, and um, a lot of people talk about how great Teddy is and how great Teddy was, but if there wasn't a Harold Melvin, there wouldn't have been a Teddy Pendergrass, believe me, because he put put work into Teddy, and then, uh, of course, uh, Teddy went on to become a great solo artist, Uh, but we must give credit where credit is due, and Harold Melvin was the teacher. I mean, you, you go back and you listen to a lot of the work. I mean, of course, you know, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. I mean, Harold Melvin is, you know, alongside that everything that you guys have done. I mean, it's it's it, you, we, we've been saying it all night, and we're going to continue to say it, man. It's, it, it's, it will forever withstand the test of time due to the, the, the pure art form that was displayed by you guys. So, you know, hats off to, um, to, to, to the teacher you know, teaching the new teacher, because I see you still as, as that influential guy that can be able to help, you know, usher in, a, a, you know, maybe a, a, a new wave of people out there. And I, I got so many questions, and, of course, our staff here at Next Legacy is really out there promoting this. You know, questions mm-hmm. out there is, is, is pulling in as far as, uh, you know, uh, what, what advice can you give to new groups that's, that's trying to form? Because, you know, there there might be some guys or girls that's trying to become the next Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. So what what is well, your advice? You know, well, the, we we have given them, you know, all of the music and all the songs that they ever need to study. You know, if they just study uh, what we have already done uh, some 40 years ago, I mean, it's, like I said, because it is timeless, you know, um, it's already there. You know, if they just go and listen and study, well, what's already been written, you know, and then they can improve on it. Amen. And, uh, right. You know, they, they can improve on what has already been done, you know. So it's, that's the easiest thing to do. It's already been written. It's already been done. And now if you want to do that, just go and listen, you know. And we we, we rehearse, you know. Uh, we started rehearsing. My high school group, you know, uh, we rehearse every day, you know. We rehearse. We, we weren't going to church, so we rehearsed on Sundays. You know, we were, and then when I was in high school, we met in the hallways between breaks, and we sang in the hallways, and we, it, it was our passion. Um, you know, you have to have some passion to do this. You got to love it. You know, you have to uh, work at it, and then if you love it and work at it, doors will start opening for you, ways will be made, you know, and if I can help anyone, of course, they can always contact me, um, you know, and get in contact with me through Facebook, uh, you know, or they can get my email address and email me, TSOP, the sound of Philadelphia, 2009 at AOL.com, you know, and uh, and I'm, I'm willing to help anyone that really have a passion for it, but they got to be willing to listen, 
you know, a lot of the young people now think they already know things, you know. Mm. Um, and, this, and then one of the problems that I had with uh, a lot of young people is their egos. You know, mm. um, too egotistical. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they already know, Free. they can't tell them nothing, and we old-fashioned, and you know. And, but, we're the, but we mastered this thing. You know, we mastered this. We know what it takes to make it. Mm -hmm. um, and so if, if, so if they would listen, we would teach them, you know, and, uh, and show them how it is done and, uh, and that there's always room for one more. Hey, you know you got me over here saying amen. Amen to that preach. I know. We're in you church are preaching. now. I'm the same way. Because, <laughs> look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, like you, a traditional guy. I would rather go back and study all the greats that had mm -hmm. music that will last a lifetime versus, you know, the, the, the kind of songs that's circulating nowadays that's only for the moment. Like, a lot of people out there really, even though you'll get so many people out there that'll rush to go get that, you know, it's like fast food in a, in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll rush yeah. to go get it. They'll digest it. It may not be right for them years down the line, you know what I mean? So right. It's, right. it's one of those type of things where it's just, you know, I'm glad I'm glad someone that has your 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 iconic tradition and those and those music values is telling these young people to listen and to pay attention yeah, because... We don't have that. I mean, it's a lot of kids and a lot of these young people, like you said, man, they don't they do not do those steps to be able to make it and to really pay attention okay. to their, their craft because they're all trying to do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And what, another thing I have granted is that another thing that, uh, um, that uh, they have to be willing to listen because, see, we don't – I'm at a point where I don't care how great you can sing, you know, I mean – there are a lot of great singers out here, but what about your character? You oh, know, yeah. what about your attitude? You know, yeah. because if you got the wrong attitude, you know, I mean, and I don't have a big ego, you know, because, like I said, I have three gold and two platinum albums, okay? Now, what does it look like for some some child, because I'm probably old enough to be their father or their grandfather, you know, with an ego that's never had a gold or platinum and never been at Carnegie Hall, right. you know, and never, you know, I mean, what, what, what do they have to be, in, have to be egotistical about, you know? So exactly. once I see that, if they do that and they don't have no money, then what's mm. going to happen if they have some money? That's right. You know, you know so, um, exactly. so they have to I, be I humble. Mm -hmm. I, no, I was just about to that. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's kind of like... Okay, you want to sit here and, and run your mouth, but look where I am and where my career has gone, and look at yours. <laughs> right, so you know, and I don't have that, I don't have that ego. You know, I'm, I'm, no, I don't no, have that ego. No, no, not that you have that you know. ego, but I'm saying that these, these kids growing up today need to, you know, close their mouth and open their ears and their minds a little bit. Not that you have yeah. that ego, but they need to realize that you have something and you have something to back, you know, what you can teach them and what you, what they can learn from you. And, you right, know, not to right. say that you have the ego, but they need to realize it themselves when they want to start running their mouth and think they know everything that, okay, yeah. no, you don't, you know. Yeah, Aaron. No, hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Jerry, Jerry said it in... In three simple words, really, when you really pay attention, if you're if you're if you're passionate about your art form and you want to take it to a, a level where people right. will be able to hear you from from decades on end, Mr. Jerry said it in three words: do your homework. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, right. three. Yeah. You gotta study. <laughs> that's three. Yeah. You gotta study. Yeah, you know, study. But, yeah but exactly. We've Not already only that, done that. It. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, you know they've already done it, and I mean we've already done it. It's out there, and it's not going anywhere, you know. And so right. we, I would know what it would take to redo it again. Right. You know, if somebody's already been to a place, the easiest thing to do is to follow them because exactly. they've already been there. If yeah. you've never been there, just follow the person that's been there. That's right. And then you'll get you'll get there. Yeah, I mean, yep. if I'm lost, and somebody say, follow me, I know how to put you there. I've been there before. And now the easiest thing to do is to follow somebody. That's right. easy. Right. 
That's right. Jerry Cummins is our guest on Branded After Dark, and um, no one compares to you is available on CD Baby, correct? People can go get it yes, right now, yes. like myself. Can I can go online and I can CD go buy it. Baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can go download it right now. Good deal. Good deal. I already got it, but I'm going to go download it again. I'm going to do that right now. I just opened my wallet, got my credit card out. I'm about to go make that purchase. So I suggest everybody out there do the same. Support my man. He is he is history. And what we're going to do is we're going to play Oh, What a Woman, and we're going to come back, and we're going to wrap it, wrap it up with a couple more questions with an icon on Branded After Dark. <laughs>
was just reading the other night And the question was asked Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is more valuable than rubies More valuable than gold Thank you so much for helping this to get out 
and uh, because it doesn't matter if I record, if it doesn't get out, it's just recorded. And mm -hmm. so I appreciate everything that you would do to push it, uh, to share it with other outlets and other stations and other people who are on the radio who are doing this type of music. I'm doing another interview in London, England on the 21st of this month. Um, they got the same songs and they're pushing it. And uh, you never know, this could turn out to be something that could start another trend. Um, you know, Absolutely. when people hear it and start playing it, start downloading it, and the more you play it, the more they hear it, the more they like it. Um, so um, thank you so much in advance for no pushing problem. it. And, um, and, and uh, if, it, you know, if it should go to the Grammys or go to the wars, I'll have, make sure y'all have tickets to be there. Hey, uh, you know what? So that we can... Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say that depend it, it doesn't matter where you're performing. I need to go where you are so I can just get an autograph. And I don't ask people for autographs, but <laughs> I, I want one from you, man. Like, I really do because, I mean, you have no idea. Like, you know, growing up in my household, you know, you were, you know, and I, and I say this to a lot of people that I really and truly um, have a lot of music respect for. Um, you know, when, when when people say that music is is a is a life changer, it literally is in a lot of cases because you know, growing up in homes, that's, that's all you have is music. So, you know, in in certain cases, so it, it, it certain things is like you helped me grow up in a lot of ways. So, you know, I I, I just want your autograph, man. I, I I'm put it out there. Uh, on the air. I, just, <laughs> I just want your autograph. So I have I have some hard copy. <laughs> I have some hard copy CDs, and I'll make sure that I get one signed and and mail it directly to you. That's what I'm uh, talking about, where, Jerry. I love you, you, man. Where you where I'm, you located? I'm in the Bay, in the Bay Area, in California. When you mention Oakland, when you mention Oakland, man, like I said, there, there's a lot of traditional traditional roots. When when you, when you mention uh, when you mention about doing shows back in the day, my mom, you know, is is a major fan. And, and, oh, and she would always she would always tell stories, man. So you know, it, it's it, it, this is homecoming in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So okay, is your mother listening right. now? She she is actually she is. I don't I, you know she's nowhere near me, but I know she always listens to you know most of my shows well, the majority of the time. Well, so it's love yes. to your mother. I know she's listening, and uh, I want to say I want to thank her for playing the music so that you could hear it growing up. And now, um, and now that you're grown, you're grown, and you, you, it's your mother that helped you to understand the mm -hmm. value of real music and and uh, music that is timeless. You know, exactly. Again. Um, and uh, our music may have helped produce you. You know, so uh, <laughs> you know, helped you to come to birth. You know, so. Hey, so you hear me think, applauding right now, Jerry? I'm over here <laughs> applauding right now, sir. You know, uh, the love songs is a message in the music, and um, again, I'm just thankful to you. I am branded and to your uh, uh, your host, um, Sweet Anne, for playing it, for releasing it. People are hearing it, and the more they hear it, I know they're gonna like it. And um, it's just one of those songs that once they hear it three or four times, they'll start singing it. They'll start talking about it. Before you know it, you never know. Like I said, this is how this is how it begins. This mm -hmm. thing can grow all the way to the Grammys, you know, all the way um, to the top awards in the country. But it has to start somewhere. Exactly. And, uh, so you, so you brand it. You know, you're branding it. You know, I, and that's why you. That's why you are. I am branded. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Mr. Jerry. Let me let me put in Mr. Kevin Gray because I know Kevin Gray wanted to publicly say hello and and stuff like that too. KG, you're on, man. What's up? KG. It's Mr. Kevin Gray. Yeah, what's Probably, up, uh, Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, what's good? Hey, what's up, what's up, um, Jerry? Yes, Kevin. It's so good to hear your voice. Yeah, man, I'm loving the interview. Great story, what you put down tonight and stuff. Give you the time, you know, just tell your story and your new music. I love it, man. You keep on doing what you do, man. You know, I'm loving it, man. You know, Kevin told me he's already got my music on the ringtone on his phone. Hey, I said, hey. Oh, already? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it very much, man. You know. There you go. Thank you, Kevin. Hey, I, guess for... I definitely need. I need. A, I need to definitely get a copy of autograph from you, man. Too, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. You know, we can make that happen tomorrow. You know. 
Kevin, Kevin, what city are you in? I'm in Boston. You're in Boston, okay, all right. And uh, I just happened to be um, uh, talking to y'all from Queens in New York. And, okay. Um, I was in Connecticut um, earlier today, and I've been in the area of Connecticut and New York for the last couple weeks now. And uh, so, um, you know, any time that you want to have me back and we don't talk, because, you know, we can we can talk about this all night. Man, you and, know um, it. Absolutely. You know there's so much, you know, that we can talk about. But, again, just the fact that you're getting behind the vision um, you know, my, my dream is to build the field. The field international records is Detroit, Philadelphia combined because that's where I did the recordings at between mm -hmm. Detroit and Philadelphia. So I call it the field, D-E-P-H-I-L, international okay. records. So we're building the record company. And, uh, of course, I think the best way to start is with myself because I'm not going to trip out, you know, and I'm not going to run out. So right. I'm, I'm – but I'm really, I really would like someone, you know, like an usher or someone else to be doing this kind of stuff and not just write it, you know. Mm -hmm. But, again, uh, I love doing what I do. I love music, and it's, uh, it's a part of me, and uh, I love doing it. And anybody that has a passion for it, you know, um, you know, I'll take a look at them. You know, I'll listen to them, you know. But, Absolutely. like I said, they got to be able to listen, and if they listen – uh, I think I know. I think I should know what I'm talking about after all these years, and, um, uh, yeah. and I won't lead them. And I won't lead them. <laughs> yeah. I won't lead them wrong. And um, I want to thank uh, Richie Hossley for pushing me to sing again. And um, you know, it's just uh, a lot of people were telling me to sing, and I wouldn't. And then all of a sudden, in September of 2011, I went back in the studio and started laying tracks and said, okay, and started singing again, and so to my surprise, I had that tenor, and um, I'm just thankful for uh, all the years. I'm thankful to have sang with one of the greatest lead singers in the world, Teddy Pendergrass, Amen. one of the greatest dancers in the world, Bernie Wilson and Larry Brown, and one of the greatest teachers in the world, Harold Melvin, and I was grateful to be a part of that group and uh, to be on the first Gold and Platinum albums and then to still be here to tell the story. Right. You know, uh, I'm really thankful for that. Well, I, I want to thank you for um, for not just calling in, but, um, you know, and sharing not just your new music and, and your history with us, but, you know, on behalf of the staff as well, we want to thank you for um, giving us so much music um, alongside all the grace that you, you've mentioned. Um, and, and I really and truly mean it when I say music is, is a – is a life changer for all of us that appreciates good music, and you have continued to, um, you know, build that legacy, and you're still building it by the new music that you're putting out. So I can't thank you enough. And of course, man, anytime you want to come in and 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 kick your feet up and hang out with us and talk music, you are more than welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate. Um Y'all are so professional. I'm, I'm listening to real pros at what you do, and um, I'm thankful that you are here uh, and doing what you're doing, and whatever I can do to help, uh, just call on me. You know, um, uh, y'all have my numbers, my email addresses. And, Absolutely. Um, and, I'm follow uh, and I got Facebook. you on Facebook as well. I have you on yeah, Facebook, I'm, so I'm, we're following each other. What about Twitter? What about Twitter? <laughs> Are you going to get a Twitter account? Well, I have a Twitter account. Um, you know, I think it's just on time 100. Um, I have a Twitter account. But I don't really use Twitter a lot, you know. Um, Facebook I basically, more. I, I, you know, Jerry Cummings Blue Notes, I got room there uh, for new friends. And, um, and I normally post music there. Um, so they can come to Jerry Cummings Blue Notes, and we can go from there. Got okay, well, I definitely the will. Notes. I definitely will. You'll see me. I'll, I, you'll see me pop up with. I'll be. Um, I'm in a picture with, with my friend Johnny Gill. So um, that'll be mm -hmm. me. So add me. <laughs> I okay, want to say it's right. complete. It's a complete, complete, and utter honor to speak with you and and. Um, shouts out to my mom because I know she's really going to be jealous. <laughs> oh, your mother, what's her name? I love mom. <laughs> oh, what's Linda. your mother's name? Linda? Linda. 
Yes. Linda. Hello, Linda. So, I'm glad you're listening. There you this go. Yes. She, on Facebook. Now, now she just melted, so now I have to go mop her up. <laughs> 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 uh, thank you so much. Jerry Cummins, appreciate it, man. Come back and hang out with us anytime. And again, thank you very much for all that you do and continue to do. You're an Jerry icon. Kevin Gray. I am Brandon Sweet Anne. Love y'all. Stay strong. We love you too. Thank you.